Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello and welcome to Episode 8 of the Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Cook, and you've found the Internet's number one most trusted source for Muppet boners and horny loners. Today, you're going to hear round two of the competition from October 16th, 2013, recorded live at the NerdMelt Theater in Los Angeles. This episode features Virginia Jones, Matt Bronger, Lisa Beth Johnson, Josh Fadum, and Tony Sam reading pieces they wrote based upon audience suggestions that they received at the top of the show. So first you'll hear them choosing topics, and then we'll fast forward about 30 minutes into the future to hear the completed works. Josh Fadum, why don't you step up to the mic? Why don't you just go first? Josh right. Fadum, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Now, do I go first when we actually do them all? Not necessarily. Okay. Your first suggestion. Never done this before. <laughs> first time. Okay. So if I didn't already explain this to you guys, if they like their first suggestion, they can just take it and go. If they're not sure, we'll draw a second, but then you guys decide which one they have to write. Okay. So your first suggestion, Josh, is Alf. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, but also, I like what you said about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I never done this, and I like the whole they could pick thing, because that's fun. So we're going to uh, go with that? Well, I like Alf, but then also I want to know what else is in there. All right. Well, so, gonna, but I, I, they can take that into account. What do you guys think? Should I, should no, I no. let you vote? Oh, no. Mm. No, I have to Breaking decide. Breaking rules they, already. I have to decide if they decide. I've never <laughs> done this. Deducting 10 points. <laughs> So it's all right. Far. I'll win them back. It's, uh, I got that many sexy ideas in my mind. Okay. So we're going to go with this one I'll as go well? With it. We're going to see? I'll take all right. It. Super Mario Brothers, or as I like to call no, no, it. No, I meant I'll take that one. Oh, you're going to take Alf? I think you're trying to be sneaky. You guys think he's trying to be sneaky? No, I'm not. I mean, whatever you guys want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on. Who wants to hear Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> Who would like to hear Alf? All right. There you go, sir. Alrighty. All right, you can uh, go back over there and wait. All right, I'll go here. Perfect. Tony Sam, step up to the mic, man. Hello. Tony Sam, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Thank you. Tony, your first possible suggestion is Quantum Leap. Oh, that oh. seems tough. <laughs> quantum Leap fan? Not a Quantum Leap fan? Well, I mean, sure, who wasn't? I was, I liked it. What do you uh, think? I know. I want to I try again. All right. <laughs> All right, this is vague. It just says Carl Sagan. He's just a person. You're just a big fan of Carl Sagan. Open to a great deal of interpretation. So uh, we leave it to you guys. Who would prefer to hear it's Carl Sagan? With... Boy, am I a jerk. Who would prefer Quantum Leap? All right, going to go Quantum Leap because there was chanting. There you go, yeah. Tony. All right, all right. Do what you can with the tiebreakers. Virginia Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, hang out. That way everybody has the same amount of time. I've got my eye on you. Virginia, your first possibility is Castaway. How do you feel about Castaway? I, gosh, I, what is it? 
That was the uh, Tom Hanks movie from about 2000, 2001, where he's on the island. Oh, there's a, there, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's hear another. All let's right. hear another. All right. Touched by an angel. <laughs> so we leave it to you guys. Who wants to hear Castaway? <laughs> Touched by an angel. <laughs> there you go, Adam. Lisa Beth Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Lady Bird Jay. Tell everybody what you did last time. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. It was hot. There's another vague one. We got Larry David. Oh, that's, not, let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> All right. Well, your other option is Elmo. So uh, leave it to you, ladies and gentlemen. Who would rather hear Larry David? Can I, go, can I go ahead and infer that that is your preference? The whole show or just him? Um, you can take that into any uh, any way that you want. Because okay. Larry David is vague. It could be Seinfeld. It could be Curb. It could be just Larry on his day off. Mm-hmm. You know, doing things he does. Yeah. Uh, what did we just do, Larry? Did we just clap for Larry? Uh, I got distracted. Okay. Who wants to hear Elmo? Let's try this one more time. You've got to really sell it, guys. Who wants to hear Larry David? Okay. Who wants to hear Elmo? I think Elmo. I think we're going Elmo. All right. Thank you, Thank you mother. Yeah. Go work on the voice. Matt Bronger. How we doing, buddy? <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Let's try another. Try another. The Munsters. <laughs> so, who wants to hear Alexander Hamilton? Not what I thought. Anybody who wanted to hear that would be at the Sorry. debates right now. <laughs> who wants to hear The Munsters? All right. The Munsters, good man. Halloween themed. Yes, All right. I like it. Okay, you guys are off. You'll have about a half an hour. And let's bring in the Let's do Matt Bronger, ladies and gentlemen. Kicking off round two. I guess it's okay to finally tell the story. Something about to die. And anyway, who gives a shit about what a 70-year-old retired sitcom writer says anyway? Point is, I fucked the Munsters. It was back in the 60s. Crazy thing was, it all happened in one wild afternoon on the CBS lot in Studio City. I was half drunk on cheap gin and all naked. When Al Lewis, who played Grandpa Munster, came into my office and yelled, I want a purple cock in my mouth and I want it now. His face looked strained. I realized a beefy teamster was already shaft deep in his ass. It was a crazy workplace. <laughs> Me, I had had enough of the boy stuff that week And I didn't like him old So I just watched as Grandpa Took the key grip's cock in his mouth Swallowed what he gave him <laughs> Suddenly I felt a hand slap across my balls That left white grease paint streaks on my cock Holy shit It was Yvonne DiCarlo Who played Lily Munster <laughs> Before I could say, what the fuck? 
She buried my face in her tit graveyard. I couldn't help myself. Bending her over, I shoved my aching cock so deep inside her, her black wig flew off and knocked a bottle of wine off my desk. Burn me on your stake, she cried out, for I am a witch. I felt my member approaching eruption. And Fred, who played Herman Munster, Fred Gwynn, stroking his legendarily massive mausoleum door-sized cock in the corner didn't help. He sang the theme song as I pummeled away, but instead he added his own lyrics. Na 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 na, fuck cunt. Na 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 na, fuck cunt. <laughs> he always sang it before he came. I knew that from staff meetings. <laughs> Lily Munster's wet hangman shroud gripped my dick so tight, I thought I might lose it inside of her forever. And suddenly, a tongue entered my asshole without warning. Good lord. It was Beverly Owen, who played Marilyn Munster, <laughs> eating my ass like a zombie on fresh brains. <laughs> but wait, what? A blonde wig falling off? My God, it wasn't Beverly at all. It was Butch Patrick, who played Eddie Munster. <laughs> Dressing in drag and eating my ass as I fucked his TV mom. <laughs> that was it. I came so hard it ran down Lily's legs as Butch sucked my asshole inside out. My balls shrunk to the side of raisins. And I collapsed, falling to the ground unconscious. The next day, I woke up in a coffin with Igor the Bat stuffed in my ass. The end. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Matt Bronger, ladies and gentlemen. All right. This will be awesome as soon as Virginia Jones gets to the stage in a hastily assembled costume. Hi, everybody. Uh... Oh, good. A lot of people are taking a smoke break. That's exactly... I mean, after some fucking hot and heavy Munsters porn, there's really <laughs> nothing else to do. Hi, uh, my name's Virginia, and um, I, I, I had a little bit of trouble with the, uh, the challenge. Well, item one, I did not want to write pornography about uh, Tom Hanks fucking a volleyball. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. I felt like it was trite. I felt like... <laughs> It's not where I want to see America going. You know? And, uh, and so we have Touched by an Angel. So uh, I, I did get confused at the beginning of the assignment. I, uh, for 10 minutes, I was writing pornography about uh, the song Send Me an Angel by Real Life. Uh, anyways, uh, so the story goes. Monica... Tess and Andrew, the angel of death, were driving down the road in a dusty old red Eldorado, listening to the radio. Monica was a tiny red-headed woman, and she was an apprentice angel working under Tess. She was usually found writing bitch in more ways than one. 
Andrew stretched out on the white leather bench seats in the back while Tess drove. Tess is an older woman with beautiful chocolate skin and a dazzling shock of silver through her dark black curly hair. They had been saving people all goddamn day. (laughs) Living out the main thrust of It's a Wonderful Life over and over to truck stop waitresses and supercuts employees and people who still believe in Jesus. (laughs) They were sometimes aided and abetted by Bill Cosby, the cause. Uh, The sometimes thin, sometimes fat, always fuck shitless by Eddie Van Halen, Valerie Bertinelli. (laughs) Sometimes Jasmine Guy would come along who was enjoying her last primetime job she would ever have. <laughs> After six years of giving little boys their first jungle fever boners as Whitley on a different world, <laughs> as a black student who acted bitchy like the white girls. <laughs> Why? Why Utah? Why do we always have to be in motherfucking Utah, Tess asked, breaking the silence in the car. Everyone knows Mormons are fucking racists. I don't want to help them anymore. Tess said, Monica, everyone needs help. Everyone needs mercy. No, I mean it. Those crazy fucks didn't allow black people in the church till 1976. 1970 fucking six. It makes my old blood boil. It makes my Maya Angelou cramp up. (laughs) At least they're out here sequestered in the middle of nowhere and none of them will ever consider rising to prominence and trying to become president. (laughs) They think, no shit, that my skin is dark because I was marked by God. And I was. But as one of his sacred angels in his holy fucking chorus, that's how God marked me, Jack. And your big solution to women's struggle in the workforce is alternative schedules so we can get home and clean our house after slaving for the man all week? Yeah, I said slaving, you gonna fucking stop me? Um, she had time traveled and seen tonight's debate. Because she's an angel and she can do that. Monica said, Tess, why are you so upset? And what do you mean by your Maya Angelou? Do you mean like your own sacred spirit and poetic nature? (laughs) Oh no, I don't, little girl. I surely do not. I just mean I get so frustrated, so very... Her voice trailed off. I think I might pull off the road a piece. I, I just need some help to settle down. Anything you say, older woman with mysterious powers who's been my mentor and supervisor for low these 211 episodes and who I trust implicitly? (laughs) Tess pulled the car off to the side of the road under the shade of a wide oak tree. She let it idle throatily for a minute and then turned it off. She sat quietly for a moment and then turned to Monica and said, you just gotta help me with this tension. She leaned in and surprised Monica with a warm, passionate kiss, which Monica found herself returning with equal passion and vigor. Tessa's hands started roaming over Monica's body, unbuckling her seatbelt, and then the buckle of her tawdry pants. Tess moaned, I'm so sorry, my little Irish girl. I can only be an angel for so long. Has anyone seen this show? Have you seen it? 
Andrew rose up from the back seat in more ways than one as he watched the two women make out furiously. And he tried to figure out the best way to insert himself into the action. <laughs> he decided to go for the alpha female and clambered into the front seat and pressed his desperate heart on into the small of Tess's back. Oh, a young man has brought us a miracle, she gasped. <laughs> He rolled her over and took off her many, many layers of Sears best uh, Jacqueline Smith clothing, <laughs> pulling aside layers of purple florals until he finally saw the angel's body. And he thrust forward. And then the angel of death gave her what the French call a little death. <laughs> <laughs> We should call you Adam, she murmured drowsily, because you were my first man. (laughs) They looked over at Monica, who had been watching them, touching herself in an impure manner. She fell to her legs and started to lap at the salty pool between Tess's legs. (laughs) And Andrew found himself inspired once again by the repetitive bobbing motion of her white Irish ass. (laughs) After ten minutes of barely any exposure to the sun, her ass had already begun to turn red like a man on a horse that nobody had bothered to give a name to. (laughs) Tess moaned and leaned back against the driver's side door, feeling the handle push into her solar plexus as Monica probed deeper with her sweet little tongue and fingers. Andrew jumped out of the car, ran around to the passenger side, and slid his angel of death cock into Monica from behind. (laughs) causing her to jump a little and then relax and work into a special rhythm the three of them shared in the sun on the warm leather seats. Not 50 goddamn miles from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir were rehearsed angels we have heard on high. (laughs) He suddenly clutched and moaned as he shot his heavenly juice into Monica, who looked up as if she had heard something. What did you say? She asked drowsily, pulling a single white feather out of her mouth. The end. Virginia Jones. All right. Stay close, Virginia. Who else we got? Coming out, round two people. Man, there better be some masterpieces coming out of Tony Sam, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I I think there's something wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) Will, you'll be the judge. All right. Sam Beckett had found himself in sticky situations before, pun intended. (laughs) But this last time jump might have been the stickiest and the hottest. (laughs) When when Sam invented his time-traveling device, he'd envisioned it taking him to different periods of time, where he would be able to force his bump-covered sex calculator into random strange puss (laughs) and then return to his own time with no one the wiser about his time-traveling rapescapades. (laughs) Sorry, it's going to be a long ride. Uh, Sam... Sam found himself in the body of what appeared to be a zookeeper. (laughs) He looked around, trying to find clues to his identity and whereabouts. He appeared to be in a cage 
And all about the ground lay a sedated tiger, a gorilla, and a naked man in a hockey mask holding a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> Just then, his cigar-smoking best friend, Al Calavici, <laughs> appeared as a hologram to help Sam figure out what he had to set right here. <laughs> Sam! Sam! Sam, Al shouted. Your dick and balls are hanging out. <laughs> and this appears to be some sort of weird animal fuck fest. Do you think so? Sam said mockingly. According to Ziggy. <laughs> That's the computer. You are supposed to fulfill an agreement with the man in the hockey mask. And these animals from your zoo or an entire orphanage of deaf, gay, AIDS-riddled homeless kids will die. <laughs> well, Sam paused. I have to make things right. I'll fuck anything to save those kids. <laughs> Al said, I'll stay here and watch, Sam, to make sure you complete your mission. <laughs> Sam noticed Al's hologram was already naked and stroking his old balls and, <laughs> and tired penis that looked like an old garden hose that had been run over by a lawnmower too many times. <laughs> Sam thought, I'm glad I don't have to fuck Al. Well, to the tiger, I guess. <laughs> God, I wish I was drunk. Oh, well. Al shouted, Stop stalling! <laughs> I want to see you fuck those animals. I mean, the kids don't have time. <laughs> the, man, the man in the hockey mask watched on and rubbed his silver dollar nipples in circles so hard they almost fell off his fat chest. <laughs> Sam moved over to the tiger. His dick shone bright, like a conduit of goodness and truth. <laughs> and began to nervously rub his sex whip on its face. This is, a, this is a fucking tiger, he thought. I better be careful. The tiger wasn't hurting anybody, though. It had more drugs in it than the late Whitney Houston on a good day. <laughs> Sam moved around back and found the tiger's moist, goopy tiger pussy and, sl and slid his arm in up to his elbow. Fucker! The masked man yelled. I think you should fuck her, Sam, Al cried. I know, Sam responded. The tiger writhed and purred as Sam pulled his feline slop-soaked arm out <laughs> and then threw his dick into it like a skin needle being tossed into a striped orange and black sarlacc pit. <laughs> sure, the... What? Let me just make sure this is right. All right. Sure, the gorilla was sedated... <laughs> But it was lucid enough to know it wanted some of Sam's creamy ass pudding. <laughs> Using all of its might and in its weakened state, 
the gorilla pulled itself over to Sam, who was by now almost murdering that poor beast with every thrust, fur and blood and cum flying in every direction. The gorilla, who was once raped itself by another gorilla in its younger years, <laughs> was about to settle the score on Sam's tight tribe tab... Sam's tight time-traveling turd shooter. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's eyes bulged as the gorilla snuck up on him and buried its devilish banana so far into Sam you could see it move in his stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Al watched on, along with the man in the mask. If he wasn't a hologram... He imagined he would have tied his dick like a pretzel to the man in the mask and kissed him on his mouth hole. That's a brief aside. Time traveling had got him so hard it hurt. Meanwhile, the gorilla, zookeeper, tiger, centipede, moved along the floor as they experienced pleasure unlike anything they'd ever felt. The gorilla knew it was close, and pulled out of Sam's asshole, and along with his dick came his large intestine. (laughs) Sam screamed, Al, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Al replied, I'm almost done myself. (laughs) What? Hang, hang in there. Hang in there, man. Think about those AIDS kids. <laughs> the gorilla forced Sam's face down on its black, hairy cock and began to ooze baby ooze. <laughs> Onto his face. It dripped down his mouth like a dirty chocolate ice cream cone on a hot day. Gorilla cum is brown and chocolate. <laughs> the, t- <laughs> the tiger came too and realized the sex had stopped. But, <laughs> but all this sinning, all this sinning had made this carnivore hungry. It lapped up the chocolate gorilla cum off Sam's now unconscious face. And hell, it cleaned off the gorilla too. Yep. The man in the mask finished jagging off his pecker stick once once the deed had completed. Al had come too, but not because of what he saw, but because Sam had completed another mission. (laughs) Boy, would he have a story for his kids if he ever got back to his present time in the future. You did good, kid said the man in the mask. (laughs) You did good. I'll make sure those kids are just fine. (laughs) Sam looked up, the lower half of his bowels still shuddering beside him. (laughs) I have to know, he said. Yes, said the man in the mask. What was the ketchup for? (laughs) 
I made hamburgers. <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> L typed into Ziggy. No, you did it, Sam. You saved the future. Sam leaped out, but knew nothing would ever top this. Tony Sam, ladies and gentlemen. Stay close, Tony. Do we have a Josh Fadum or Elizabeth Johnson? What do we got? Yes. Oh, so close. Yeah. Big hand for Elizabeth Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. As you can see, I brought my iPad. Here. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to make you fuckers sorry. You gave me Elmo. <laughs> Times were hard for Elmo, real hard. Ever since Mitt Romney was elected president, the Sesame Street gang had to resort to illicit activity to keep their program on the air. <laughs> Big Bird had to start selling crack, and pretty soon everybody was seeing Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch became a pimp, and he was vicious. He lured all the weaker puppets into the game by promising them airtime and the love of the dad they never really knew, Jim Henson. Uh. There you go. Elmo remembered the day Elmo lost his red fuzzy butt cherry like it was yesterday. (laughs) It was to Oscar, of course. Elmo was walking down the street when Oscar said, Hey, kid, come here. Take a look at this piece of trash. As Elmo bent into the trash can to look, Oscar flashed Elmo in the eyes with a mirror and yelled, It's you! You're the trash, you dirty little whore! (laughs) Oscar grabbed Elmo and bent him over the trash can, holding the top of the lid over Elmo's head to keep him from moving. Let's see if I can tickle Elmo's prostate. (laughs) Oscar said as he entered Elmo's tiny asshole. (laughs) Elmo Elmo watched Elmo's little mouse scream, No! in the mirror at the bottom of the garbage can with every thrust. When Oscar came, he spurred his grouchiness all over Elmo's lower back. Looks like I tickled your pink, Elmo, he growled into his ear. This lesson was brought to you by the letter P as in please. From now on, you're going to please whoever I bring you. Got it? (laughs) Elmo got it, and often. Unfortunately for Elmo, Elmo was the youngest Muppet with the sweetest, tightest ass. (laughs) Elmo was very popular with the older Muppets, especially Big Bird. (laughs) It was with Big Bird that he first came to know the synthesis between anal rape and love. (laughs) Big Bird may have been big, but he still had a bird dick, which hurt a lot less than, say, Bob or Mr. Hooper. (laughs) Or the two-headed monster who liked it rough 
and poked their four horns into Elmo's tender young back while they ravaged his tiny asshole. (laughs) But not Big Bird. Big Bird was sweet to Elmo. He even taught Elmo how to smoke crack, which helped him through the nights when the two-headed monster came. As Elmo sat on his stoop in his Daisy Dukes and platform shoes, smoking a menthol cigarette, remembering Elmo's lost innocence, Big Bird walked up. Well, hi, Elmo. How are you today? Big Bird asked. He was always so polite. He treated Elmo like a real Muppet. Big Bird even said that one day he was going to take Elmo away from all this and help him become a kid again. Maybe even get him into that Penn State program Elmo had been hearing so much about lately. (laughs) Do you want to come inside? Elmo asked Big Bird. You know I do. Big Bird said and then lay down on the couch, slowly moving his feathers aside to reveal a partially engorged worm. Elmo knew how Big Bird liked it and started slowly sucking him to an erection. That's nice, Big Bird said. I just need you to suck today. I gotta go watch Bert and Ernie jerk each other off for a rock after this. (laughs) Elmo said. (laughs) Elmo grabbed onto Big Bird's spindly striped legs and took the bird cock all the way into his mouth. It actually did tickle Elmo's tonsils, which Elmo thought was funny. So so Elmo laughed a little bit. Um, He knew that that would bring Big Bird that much closer to completion with the contraction of its little throat muscles. (laughs) Finally, Big Bird came to climax. It was a good thing that Elmo didn't have any teeth so that he could really go at it without the risk of hurting the bird's delicate cock. With a tense and a trickle of the semen having flown into Elmo's mouth, he looked at him and said, tonight's episode was brought to you by the letters B and J, and then opened his mouth wide so Big Bird could take a look at all of that Big Bird seed. Thank you. (laughs) Lisabeth Johnson. We got one more. Mr. Josh Fadum. Where's he at? There he is, Josh Fadon, ladies and gentlemen. Final contender, round two. All righty. All right. Uh, So, yes, if you don't remember, I got Alf. Okay. (laughs) Um, It was early Saturday morning, no school. The children hadn't yet risen for Saturday morning cartoons, and... Uh, They were still in bed because it was Saturday. Willie and Kate lay in bed, (laughs) exhausted from a week of dealing with Alf and the kids. Willie was exhausted, but not so exhausted that he could not bear the member that bore his own first name. (laughs) Kate was ever so pleased to view and receive Willie's modest, sensitive, and irritable member. The routine that was routinely occupied was at play. Willie arises with his throbbing little pretty pee-pee and plays teach me. Pardon me, Kate, but 
I've never done this before, and I don't know what to do or where to put it. Will you teach my sweet little prick a lesson in the art of fuckery? Kate gladly obliged and sucked his friendly little pricky. Ecstasy. Oh, sorry. Ecstasy, he proclaimed. But, at the, but as the intensity built, Kate realized she had had enough. Enough, uh, said Kate. <laughs> you never eat my pussy, she exclaimed. Out from the closet burst Alf. Wait a second. I can take care of that. (laughs) (coughs) Willie, frustrated, said, Alf, this is a family matter, and I'm part of, and as part of your, and even though you're part of the family now, that pussy that you were talking about is not for you. Yes. Oh, that may have been Alf's line. Uh, Let's try that again. Okay, backing up. Uh, This is a... Oh, maybe not. We'll just move on. Okay. (laughs) Willie. Yes, you're part of the family, but you've misunderstood. That pussy is not the family pussy, and you can't eat it, Alf. Well, then maybe I can eat another family's pussy. That's fine, Alf, but quit spying on our private time. Oh, okay, deal, but mind if I stick around and watch the finish for this one? I want to see you finish him off. I was just about to secrete my my little secreting paste. Okay, well... You should see how it's done. Actually, I was hoping to learn how it's not done. Carry on. Alf, get out of here, said Willie. Um, Alf was paralyzed as he, as he dug deeply. Oh, wait, let's, let's, as he deeply... Oh, as he deeply needed some cat pussy. <laughs> no, as he deeply needed to get, to eat some pussy. Okay. Uh, so, so, I'll say that again. Alf was paralyzed as he deeply needed to eat some pussy. Uh, so he went to the Akmanex to uh, introduce himself. The door opened, and it was Raquel who is played by Seinfeld's mom. She was wearing a... This is the same actress, just so you know. She was wearing a fluffy pink boa and little else. She said, Hi, I was just fingering a jar of mayonnaise because I didn't want to finger myself. Also, my husband, who goes by the name Big Daddy, is not home. And what the hell are you? I'm Alf. And I belong to the Tanners. And I need to eat a pussy. Will you show me? I want to be taught. 
Uh, Raquel said, Oh, hell! Well, come on in and make it quick. Um, oh, come on in and make it quick. If you come around, we'll get some mayonnaise and let's get started. No problem. By the way, I've got a prod that extends from my nose and tickles a rectum. <laughs> Hope you don't mind. It's actually my secretion member. That's no problem. It's even better. <laughs> then flute music plays. <laughs> and there's a commercial break. We see a commercial for Big League Chew. And then we see a commercial for dildos. We return and we're in the, fa the Tanner family home. Alf creeps through the window, hoping not to be noticed, and finds a lonesome Kate sobbing on the couch. What's wrong, Kate? I just wish Willie would eat my pussy, or anyone. Eating pussy is literally all I ever want to do. May I give it a try? Kate nervously agrees and concedes, and begins to lift up her motherly dress and slip off her lady panties. <laughs> Alf looks around suspiciously. Kate spreads her legs and reveals her moistened woman part, which is very alien to Alf. <laughs> One of those things again? Where's the cat? <laughs> and what's that appetizing soggy hole of yours that I can't resist they don't have those on Melmac <laughs> Alf just get on with it Alf grabs her and furiously starts gobbling his nose rod extends and tickles her rectum Kate is overcome with pleasure and relief as it had been so long since she had felt this before. <laughs> they tumbled over and off the couch, and a puddle of secretion from Alf's secreting gland and a puddle of Kate's woman juice fused together on the carpet. Just then, Willie bursts in and catches them. Not on the rug, Alf. <laughs> Let him finish, Willie. It's been so long I'm about to come. Okay, I'll just watch and rub my friendly little pricky. <laughs> just then, a being rises from the, the puddle secretion fusion, and he morphs into a Ben Stiller-like figure wearing a leather jacket. He looks like a writer. Hi, I'm Jerry Stahl. I just, I just shot heroin into my dick. Anyone want to suck it and see if they get high? Alf, I'm sorry, no. Kate and Willie simultaneously cheer, me, 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 me. Then Lucky the Cat go runs by, and Alf says, Excuse me, you have that, and I'll have that. And everyone screams, No! <laughs> then the frame freezes 
sensually, and the credits roll. Josh Fadum. All right, stay close now. We're going to do judging. Let's get everybody up here from round two. Where are they at? There's Lisa, Tony, Jim, Matt. All right, all right. Big hand for everybody you saw in round two. Now, all right, real quick. I'll remind you what everybody did in in order. No voting yet. So we started with Matt Bronger with the Munsters. Then we had Virginia Jones with Touched by an Angel. Uh, Tony Sam with Quantum Leap. Lisa Beth Johnson with Elmo and Josh Fadum with Alf. So, voting starting from Matt Bronger, Munsters. All right. Virginia Jones, Touched by an Angel. Uh, Tony Sam, Quantum Leap. Uh, Lisa Beth Johnson with Elmo. Josh Fadum with Alf. You guys are making this really fucking hard. <laughs> let's, okay, let's do uh, Bronger, Virginia Jones, and Tony Sam one more time for each of them. So, starting with Matt Bronger, you gotta really sell it for the one you like. Matt Bronger, Monsters. Virginia Jones, Touched by an Angel. Tony Sam, Quantum Leap. All right, Matt Bronger, your round two champion. Guys, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Sorry we started a little bit late. Well, that does it for round two. Congratulations, Matt Bronger. If you want to come see competitive erotic fan fiction live, upcoming shows include July 14th at the Hawthorne Theater in Portland, Oregon, with very special guest Jackie Cation, as well as Ian Carmel and Christine Levine. July 16th is the next Nerd Melt show in L.A. with Sean Patton, Andy Haynes, and more. August 23rd and 24th will be at the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver, and then Labor Day weekend at the Bumbershoot Festival in Seattle. Stay tuned for announcements about San Francisco, New York City, and more, and details can always be found on the Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction Facebook group or by following me on Twitter, at Brian Cooking. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Now leaving Nerdist.com.